Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Monday episode of the show. Bet online, folks. They have you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet online, your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Check them out. They have a new updated website. And if you sign up today, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And bet online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Monday to you. Happy Monday to you. No college football to speak of other than Army Navy. And I believe some FCS playoffs. Uh, See, the Great Cup happened over the weekend, too. So there was still plenty of football to be had and plenty of talking points as we come out of said weekend. And, of course, week 14 of the NFL season, which is not necessarily on the docket for today. Uh, I saw that Eastern Tennessee State University had an eighth-year senior on their team. That was one of the big storylines. Eighth year. This guy could be a doctor. How – how how does one acquire eight years of a couple medical red shirts, a COVID year, a, a transfer couple? year? Yeah, man. Jeez, Louise. Eight years. Eight. Man, he's on the Van Wilder plan. Good for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. But I mean, as you say, there's not like a whole lot of college football games that happen. There's a ton of college football news am i right christopher schubert you are hello uh gentlemen good good morrow to you where are you Uh, by the way what is what is this get up here so i am back in in the arizona residence my main uh, residence i'm just in the kitchen so i'm not in the normal setup that you see me in but i got a new microphone that allowed that for travel and so i just decided let's set this up in the kitchen today i got the christmas tree on behind me and you know behind me it's in front of me but it's just it's nice and peaceful out here i'm just by myself doing the show so i know it's a different look but we're all back in our normal uh, homes for, for the time being. And we have a lot of stuff no. to get to. So I will leave it up to you guys. Do you want to start with the Heisman or do you want to start with the Oregon head coaching situation? Where do you want to start? It would appear the Heisman's the biggest storyline, right? Like that's a yes. significant trophy they hand out. So we yeah. should go with that. So Bryce Young wins the Heisman. Pretty convincingly. Not even particularly close, in all honesty. 684 uh, first-place points, I think, is how it's described in the Heisman. It's not votes. It's points that you get for first place. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson finished second. Kenny Pickett finished third. Um, not surprised that Bryce Young was the winner, but I was telling Joe on the pre-show, Kyle, that not, not where my vote would have got if I had a vote for the Heisman Trophy. Bryce Young? Yeah. No, me neither, to be honest with you. Uh, I was very, very proud of the Heisman uh, committee for giving Aiden Hutchinson 78 votes. It's cool to see a defensive player finish number two and get that much consideration for the award. Uh, 954 points in second place. Um, 
I I really struggled to understand how Will Anderson didn't get an invite when he had the third most first place votes of anybody in the country. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, yeah, we everybody kind of knew once Alabama beat Georgia, it was like, oh, okay, like we go again, another another Bama Heisman guy. So can't say I'm I'm too surprised. It was what was the stat? The last quarterback to win the Heisman played at Alabama. The, the last running back to win the Heisman oh, wow. went to Alabama, and the last wide receiver to win the Heisman went to Alabama. So <laughs> just turn just turn it into the uh, Heisman. You, uh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that's going to start a fire that I don't want to deal with the aftermath of. So I'm not going to agree with that or or acknowledge that at all. Radio. (laughs) No, thank you. I always find it funny when you look through like the Heisman voting and then you contrast it with the, you know, the major awards. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, number two in the Heisman trophy. Doesn't win the Outland or the Bidnerick. Right. (laughs) Or the Nagurski. It's different. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Okay, cool. You know, it's just different committees of people that vote on these things, but it's funny how there can be that much variance when it comes to this. I think we all expected Bryce Young to win the Heisman, right? Like you can debate if you thought it should be Aiden Hutchinson or Will Anderson. But when I saw the finalists, it to to me, it was just a formality to hand him the trophy. Right. Yeah. When, when it was, Young, Hutchinson, Pickett, and Stroud. Everybody knew, like, okay, number one team in the country just beat an un- just hung an ungodly amount of points on an unstoppable Georgia defense up to that point in the season. Not too sp- and the and the game they lost they put they scored thirty five at Kyle Field or forty two yeah. at Kyle Field whatever it was. So are you a little surprised that Pickett did so well? Like I, I am a little. He, I mean, reasonably slotted there at number three like based on the the voting results and it goes 10 deep there's a very clear top three and then there's a big drop off from Pickett to to Stroud at four um he had a great year I get it I just I think that's a testament to Kenny Pickett is what the and Aiden Hutchinson both are what the spirit of the award should be and not what it has actually become right Mm mm-hmm Yes. Because Bryce Young is okay. He's the quarterback on a national title contender who put ups puts up incredible stats, and they're in the limelight. He's the most most popular player on the most popular team. Okay, that guy's won the Heisman for however many years in a row now. It's supposed to be the most outstanding player. And you look at what Aiden Hutchinson has meant to the Michigan defense. Yeah. What what would Pittsburgh be without Kenny Pickett? Garbage. Be Kenny Pickett being this year's version of Kenny yeah. Pickett. Yeah, and I mean, Bryce Young, how many NFL players are on that Alabama offense? 15? All of them. All of them. them. How many NFL players are on that Pitt offense? Two, three? Madison, Kenny Pickett. Right, so an underclassman wide receiver. and The only player on the Pitt offense that I'm probably going to write up this year is Kenny Pickett. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. And, I mean, like, the the production is pretty similar, right? Like, touchdowns, passing yardage. What are you going to do it in the SEC, Joe? Well, Pickett had more more rushing success. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, I mean, that's somewhat offset by the supporting cast that we just talked about, right? You would think so. 
But Will Anderson finished fifth in the voting, guys. Fifth. But he yeah, did get the third amount of the, the third highest amount of first place votes. Right. So third points. third third most third most first place votes, and he was within seventy five points of CJ Stroud, and he was eighty points in front of Kenneth Walker. So I don't understand how that guy didn't get invited. It's weird, right? How did Will Anderson not get invited with the third most first place votes for the award? Do you know what's also really weird? And at Shoe Radio, I understand that this is not really what we should be talking about here. But there are people that put Brees Hall on their list. Oh, my. And I I know he finished 10th, and so he didn't get any first-place points, but he got second and third-place points. There are people that thought Brees Hall was a top-10 player in college football this year. Was Mm -hmm. a top-three player. A top-two player. Yeah. Fair. Fair correction. There are people out there who thought he was a top-three player in college football. Yeah. Five-second-place votes for Brees Hall. Couldn't beat me. And again, doesn't matter. He's down there at 10th, but I just saw it and it felt like it was worth mentioning. The panel consists of 870 media members, 57 living Heisman winners, and of course, the one vote from the fans. If we're looking to... Uh, oh, who did we give our vote to? Who did the fans vote for? Who, yeah, who did we, who, who, who did we who, give our vote who to? Who did you vote for for your one ten millionth of the vote, Joe? I didn't. Feel your I didn't participate. You I did not. I give you my all ACC ballot, but uh, no, I didn't. Oh my lord! Go for this one. Did you? Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. That's what I would have done if I would have been able to put my vote in there. So twelve years, twelve years after Ngamakong Sue gets snubbed by Mark Ingram, another defensive player gets snubbed by an Alabama offensive player. Hate to see it. You do hate to see it. The Oregon coaching job, please, because I'm fascinated by this. That a guy who grew up in Eugene, played football all in Oregon throughout his entire playing career, played at the University of Oregon, had 14 former Oregon Ducks vouch for him in a letter to the university, gets offered the job not once but twice by the university and says, thanks, no thanks, I'm going to stay at Cal, Justin Wilcox. (laughs) That is a story. Or Justin Wilcox turned out Oregon to stay at Cal. He's he's telling us loud and loud and clear that he doesn't want to be the head coach there. Right? I mean, like, as odd as it seems. Well, Chris wants to know why, and I don't have an explanation oh. as to why. So it, it, here's the fascinating part to me is that they offer him the job on Friday, and this is from a, a story in the uh, Oregonian. He gets offered the job on Friday. They were apparently so certain that he was going to get the job. They started making the T-shirts for his news conference in which they were going to introduce him as the head coach. And then he turned them down. And then they made another bid on early Saturday, slept on it, and then Sunday said, nah, I'm okay. I'm still not going to accept. Crazy to me that a guy who, like I said before, and I think it's very important to note, born in Eugene, grew up in Junction City, Played for Oregon, so knows how that program works. Turned them down not once but twice, and now they end up with Dan landing the Georgia DC as their new well, coach. Well, look, you know Wilcox, his fourth season was in 2020 with Cal. They went one and three. His fifth season at Cal, they went five and seven. My guy just wants to build upon the uh, six and ten mark over the last two years. His fourth and fifth seasons at Cal and you know, avoid the expectations that come with Oregon. I don't know, man. It's uh, I can Although see how fairness, many people are perplexed by this. 
in fairness, he went five and seven this year, but one of those wins was one of those losses was a game where they had to play Arizona with basically nobody because of the California COVID restrictions basically ruled out with contact tracing their entire team. And so they basically played with just a skeleton crew at the University of Arizona. Uh, so they were they could have very easily been bowl eligible this season. And I wonder if that's a, a different conversation. But I, I, I was shocked by this. Again, we always kind of lean into, man, when a guy grows up somewhere and plays somewhere and has that tie to a university to turn them down is certainly something. They also apparently interviewed Chip Kelly and then decided to go in a different direction. Well, this is this is a little bit how I felt um, with Brent Venables a few years back when he did not take – the uh, the Kansas State job. I know it's a little bit different because he's not necessarily like a like a native. Like he was born in Florida, but he played his college ball at Kansas State. He was there from '93 to '98, and obviously he's since left for Oklahoma. But I always kind of thought that Kansas State would be the job he would take, and he didn't. So stuff happens, man. Did um did any of you guys see? the reported letter from somebody claiming to represent Mike Gundy yes. that was emailed to the AD of Florida about the Florida job? I have not seen this. What am I, I Google have. searching? Okay, Chris, I'll read you the letter. Please. I will read you the emailed letter that is reportedly allegedly. from an agent, allegedly, from an agent named Devin Bonick, who emailed Scott Strickland, the Florida AD, about Mike Gundy's interest in the Florida Gators football job. Scott, my name is Devin Bonick, and I represent Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy. Reaching out to let you know that Mike is very interested in the head coaching vacancy at the University of Florida. He is confident that he would bring the leadership and passion necessary to re-energize your football team and Gator fan base. Mike has turned down the Florida State and Arkansas jobs and the Tennessee job twice. However, he feels the timing is now right to make a career move to a special place like Florida where you can compete for national championships on a consistent basis. He's gotten a reputation in the past that he wouldn't ever leave his alma mater. However, I can assure you that this is not the case anymore. Mike is a proven winner with 17 years of head coaching experience since 2010. The only other Power 5 coaches have more than 10 to have more 10 win seasons than Mike seven are Nick Saban with 11 and Dabo Swinney with nine. Also in the past 20 years, the only coaches to have consecutive bowl appearances longer than Mike streak of 16 are Nick Saban and Bob Stoops. I think this is evidence that Mike has done an excellent job of sustaining success. Also, as of note, Saturday night, Oklahoma state clinched a spot in the big 12 championship game and should move up to six or seven in this week's college football playoff poll. And if they beat Oklahoma next week and then Baylor in the big 12 championship game, they will have an excellent shot at getting into the final four. I believe it would come down to them or Cincinnati. Please let me know if there's any interest on your end. And as always, we'd appreciate confidentiality in this, in regards to this matter. Thank you. And then proceeded to have, attached what is effectively a watered down PowerPoint pitch of all of Mike Gundy's accolades at the university of Oklahoma over the past 20 years. This has got to be fake, right? That can't be real. <laughs> that can't be real. That sounds like an email that is written by me when I'm trying to apply for a job and I'm trying to make myself sound good. That's what that sounds like. That's got to be fake. I have we- no idea. That yes. can't, guys, that can't possibly be real. It, it, as Sports Illustrated referenced it at some point. 
Uh, no, no, no. No, I'm not saying that the letter was... What I'm saying is that the letter is real. I'm not saying you made that up. What I'm saying is right. the person who wrote that letter is not the agent. That that is somebody that is trolling. What do you... <laughs> That, and can't who, has this much, who has this much free time, though? College football fans do. You, you Listen, I, I, the college football subreddit on Reddit follows, and they track planes at this point in the season to see where people are flying I for interviews. They have enough time on their hands to come up with something like this. I don't think we have confirmation. All of this stuff is like it's a letter from an agent claiming to represent Mike Gundy. And like, Bonnick, I'm not sure. Bonnick does have a number of respectable – he represents Mike Smith, David Cully. So he is a real person. That wasn't Dirk, just a made-up. Dirk Cutter. <laughs> um, bunch of Keith Armstrong. Mike Shula. Defensive coordinator at UNLV. He's, I mean, he's got probably 12, 15 assistants. Tim Mc, or Tom McMahon. So... But Mike Gundy, interestingly enough, is not on. Wow, there's charts in this PowerPoint and everything. I told you. I told wow. you. Wow. Somebody worked really hard on this. This is very good. Whether it's uh, bon- Devin Bonick for on Mike Gundy's behalf or somebody else. Oh, somebody worked me. really hard on I, I, I figured it out. Do you have it open? Yes. Can you go to this slide in which it says wins per season as a Power Five head head coach? This is you want to talk about some journalistic integrity here? I've saw I've cracked this. This is absolutely fake. You ready for this? Do you have that open? Yes. yes. They spelled Mario Cristobal's name wrong. It's A-L, not O-L. Clearly fake. Can't confirm. Somebody tried to be a master troll and they spelled Mario Cristobal's name wrong. I don't know if there's any other typos in here, but that one immediately st- stood out to me. That's what that's what you're going to cling to? That's right. that's the hill you're going on? <laughs> that's the hill I'm dying on today on a, on a Monday. Yes. Like you're sitting here like a crack the code. This is fake. Let me tell you why. He spelled and this guy's name wrong. wrong. One letter wrong and a difficult to spell last name. In multiple charts? It's spelled wrong in multiple charts, okay? Because obviously he felt that's how it's spelled. I'm not sure Cristobal's, you know, popping up in the spell check. Also spelled Chris Peterson's name wrong. There are multiple coaches' names that are spelled wrong here, okay? Well, whether or not you think Chris's logic here is dull, you should say goodbye to dull Gifts, lightbox, lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, only $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but they're just grown in a lab. And because of this process, they can create stones in bluish pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off in price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com and add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Also spelled Dana Holgerson's name wrong. Wee-woo, 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 wee-woo. Uh, no. no. <laughs> is this wee-woo worthy that you interrupted me finding another spelling mistake? Keaton Slovis entering the transfer portal. Oh, wow. Oh, that's a good segue there. Oh. For that's a very good segue. Very good, oh, Kyle. It's like you're a professional. Kyle, this. a boy who cried wolf actually has something wee-woo worthy for once. <laughs> oh, in fairness, in fairness, I think it's... I think it's worthy to ask you if it's wee worthy. With I even put it in the private chat here in. I'm too busy looking how they spell Dana Holgerson's name. Bing bong. Okay, so do we want to 
do spell check or we want to talk Slovis? Or? Yeah, well, Kyle, can you confirm Slovis will spell accurately in the tweet uh, unless on, it's on it's not true? Pete Thamel okay, uh, can yeah. confirm. He he did spell Keaton and Slovis correctly. All right. And so did Bruce Feldman, who just also tweeted about him wow. entering the transfer I feel like so. this is legit, guys. Yeah, so Keaton Slovis uh, joining Bo Nix as quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Yeah, the Bo Nix one was weird, right? Because it was like when he got hurt, he was like – See you again next year. <laughs> like two weeks later, he's like, nah, you know what? Never mind. I'll see you guys later. And he played well this year. Right. He did play well this year. It does not seem like there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm around the Auburn program right now. Well, Tank Bigsby's gone too, right? Right. He's also in the transfer portal. By, uh, by the way, Bo Nix will end his career undefeated against Alabama. So Wow. That, that's, that that's explains good, it. That's good fun. Because I'm out of here. I beat him. Never lost to Bama. As an Auburn starting quarterback, he's out. Is he want to know? Just want to know? I guess. Um, so, so no. So this is this is the, this is the joke. So here's how this works. He's undefeated against Nick Saban in 2019. Auburn won in 2020. Saban didn't coach because he had COVID, and this year oh. Nick didn't play with an injury. So he, Bo Nix, personally is undefeated against Nick Saban. What is it against? What is it with college quarterbacks named Bo being like the bane of Nick Saban's? Ex- Remember Bo Wallace? At Ole Miss, wow! Oh, yeah. And they beat him like twice in three years. Yes, and Bo now Wallace, Bo Nix. Bro. We had yes. to talk about him as a prospect, man. That was we're, a real thing we had to do. It's the, it's it is the year of our Lord, twenty twenty one, and we're talking about Bo Wallace on draft dudes. What a wow. time to be alive! So, like, where's wow. Keaton Slovis gonna go? Mm, Houston, SMU, something like that like go to western kentucky and take over for bailey zappy yeah exactly something just like that yep and go go be a king and pass for 5200 yards and 50 touchdowns like (laughs) go ahead so before we get all kind of like panicky over auburn i think it's fair to say that like it's especially on defense they they didn't meet expectations based on the talent they had but after watching the mass exodus from tennessee after they brought in Josh Heupel and seeing them kind of piece it together and be a much more competitive team than I ever expected. I think that's, this is just part of the deal when you enter, you know, you bring in a new coaching staff, right? Right. Right. So now go, go smack the shit out of the transfer portal, bring a bunch of guys in. Yeah. That are your guys. Yeah. And you know, I think they'll continue to be in an eight, nine win program. I think they'll be fine. You and I had a conversation with an NFL player, and um, he was telling us about a coaching switch that happened at his university. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how it was very clear that the new coaching staff did everything they could to want that player, want certain players to leave so that right. that way it would free up scholarships. <laughs> right. To go so get more of their guys. To, yeah. Because if not, I mean, they're locked in for like three, four seasons, right? right? You don't get that scholarship back. You have a, you know, there's a, there's a limited amount of scholarships to hand out and they want their own guys. We see it with NFL whenever there's a new head coach GM, right? It's like, you know, that roster is going to be 100% different in three years, right? It's just, it's just how this stuff goes. Hello, Houston Texans. Who? <laughs> right. Yeah. Anyway, Jacksonville so Jaguars. Can I, can I read you a tweet that I think is very interesting? Stuart Mandel tweeted as we're doing the show here. If I told you before the season, Spencer Rattler, Keaton Slovis, and Bo Nix would all be in the transfer portal by December. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yeah, it's a good way. College to football, man. man. College football. This league. Well, how this about that league. dude? How about that dude, Quinn Ewers, man? Texas. Yeah, another one. I understand so excited for him he transferred and got into the portal, but like, guy didn't even do anything in Ohio State. I mean, technically, this is he's on schedule, right? Right. Not, like, he was supposed to be in high school this fall. This fall. Correct. He he right. went early. He enrolled early. To he's Ohio still State. enrolled early in Texas. <laughs> he's still he just took a vacation in Columbus. He he got private quarterback training in Columbus for <laughs> eight months. And then he enrolled early for the winter semester at Texas. And now he's on schedule with the rest of his original class. It's a Dude's funny world it. we live in. And got, and, got paid, and got paid a ton of money because of the get, NIL he got stuff. Like a million, he got like he a, got million over dollars a million dollars he, to I think go get like private 4. quarterback training for eight, eight months at Ohio State. Life Guy is got good. seven figures to hang out in Columbus, Ohio for a couple of months. Life is good. Life is it. also – yeah, me too. It's a shame. <laughs> shame I don't have one, one millionth of the arm. That right. Quinn has, and, the only thing, though, the only thing. Yeah, I guess. No, <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us today on Draft Dudes. We hope you guys enjoyed a uh, kind of cataloging of a lot of the college football notes. Uh, tomorrow we are looking at the state of affairs in the NFL in Week 14 of the 2021 season. We are just waiting on Monday Night Football between Rams and Cardinals. So make sure you hit subscribe. Come on back. See us again tomorrow. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino and Chris Schubert. Thanks as always for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Make it a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.